Hi from the Jacksons. Uh, we're missing you, our big church family. Uh, we've been sent some uh, questions to answer. If we asked the childhood you what job you wanted to do, what would you say? I wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be an archaeologist. A weather woman. Uh, I wanted to be a photographer and a mum. I just wanted to colour in. <laughs> Describe a simple pleasure. Chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Yeah. Um, melted chocolate with some ice crisps as well. Clicking my knuckles. Listening to the birds sing. I just like hugs. Yeah. Growing up, who was the favourite in your family? We don't have favourites, do we? We don't have favourites, not at all. You Every don't. eldest child tells me it's the youngest one. You already know. Even the it's middle not, children know not. the youngest one's a favourite. The middle record and the youngest. It's, it's not. And the eldest is like a second mum or dad. Molly, Molly, you are our favourite youngest, and Lucy, you're our favourite middle. You left a bit. Too Libby, long you're our favourite oldest. You left a bit too long of a gap between favourite and youngest. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Anyway, it's been lovely to see you all and we can't wait till we can see you all again in person soon in church. Take care. Bye. Good morning, church. It's wonderful to be gathered together as Gateway Church on the Wirral and to be able to enjoy this time together. And a huge welcome to you if you're new to us or dropping in. Uh, you've heard something about us and you're wanting to connect, do please fill in our connection card if you'd like to do so in the menu there. And we'd love to get some resources to you and help you to, to find your next steps and at the very least be kept in the loop about things. And of course, um, those of you who are part of the church will know that this week we've been letting you know about our plans for reopening our in-person gatherings in the church and how we're planning for the beginning of September to be back in our building. Of course, we're, we're working so hard to really improve our facilities, not only to make them safe, but to make them really great um, for us as a church and for our community. But this is a season that's not just about waiting for these things. This is a season that is about eagerly anticipating. That's what the Bible teaches us. That's the, the Christian way. We don't sit as in, you know, waiting back and just, you know, hanging fire. No, no, no. We lean forward into what God is doing. And so, you know, I'm so delighted in the way that so many of you have been um, giving to our COVID-19 appeal. You can still do that. So many of you have been making inquiries about how you can connect with our food pantry and the other things that we're planning and preparing for. And of course, you'll know that through this summer, we're wanting to deepen our connection with one another and in our transformed communities, deepen our resolve to take the love of Jesus Christ to the world around us. So we have socially distanced meetups and walk through barbecues and garden parties being planned and delivered by our transformed communities. If you're not yet connected, you know, we've been associating folks with communities as we go along, but make sure you don't miss out. Let us know. Um, send us a message um, and we'll help to connect you. And of course, you'll know that we're planning um, a lot of fun on August the 23rd for our drive-in church experience. We've been working out all the technical things of that. 
We've been training our church stewards to be a, a little bit better on their roller skates. Um, we've got all sorts of different things that we've planned. Get your stock of popcorn in. Invite your friends to bring their cars along. We'll let you know more details. We're going to have fun through the summer. We're going to lean into what God is doing and we're going to eagerly anticipate the new seasons ahead. So why don't we celebrate God together this morning? Celebrate his goodness and his grace. If you don't know too much about that yet, let me assure you, God loves you. And wherever you are, he's present with you now because he wants to let you know his heart for you and his hope for your future. Let's celebrate God together. Shall we do that? Welcome back to our six-week series. I'm talking about, um, well, this wonderful word, bless, and the various dynamics and rhythms of the Christian life, in fact, of everyday life, but rhythms that we can live uh, with gospel intentionality. Over the summer, as you'll know, we're preparing to um, re-establish some of the, the normal practices and places of our Christian life as a church. But we're recognising that God's call to our lives is, is bigger than a building. It's bigger. And this season has made that very, very plain to each and every one of us, I'm sure. What we're looking to establish um, as individuals, families, homes, transform communities... We're looking to realise these everyday rhythms of life with gospel intentionality. What does that mean? Well, gospel intentionality is doing the ordinary activities of life under the rule and reign of Jesus the King and doing them for him and doing them with the power of the Holy Spirit and seeing the fruit that God brings about through these things. Last week, we considered the first um, of, of the word bless, that acronym that we're using. And the first, the B, was in fact bless. And we considered how we are blessed by God so that we can be a blessing. And the challenge, our takeaway was to think about how we each can three times a week at least, in word, in action, or by means of a gift, can be a blessing, yes, to those who are already believers in our church family, but also uh, to those who are around and about us who need to know uh, that God wants to be uh, their blessing um, too. And today we're continuing this series and thinking about the second, the B, bless, L, listen. Um, we're going to be thinking about that um, as we progress through our gathering together. I've mentioned transform communities. Do ensure that you're with one of those transform communities. They've got a great resource that is going to help you to unpack and um, explore these rhythms and make plans in your own life, as well as a community group to, to live these rhythms out. And of course, you'll know that transform communities are having lots of socially distanced meetups outdoors through the summer to help us to grow in our connection, our blessing and and no doubt you've already had some invitations towards those. I know some have been happening already. If not, please fill in the connection card. Let us know. We'll help to get you connected with that. Right. Listen. Listen. I don't know about you, but this season, particularly the early days of lockdown when the restrictions were, were full and um, so unexpected, it was a season of, of stillness in many ways, wasn't it? Fewer planes in the sky, certainly, but fewer cars on the road, too. Fewer people out and about. Truth is, fewer places to go, people to see, fewer things to do. 
or at the very least the things that we had to do had to be postponed or changed. And many of us, um, if we were able, found ourselves going out for a walk, didn't we? Perhaps more often than we would ordinarily into uh, different places, the beach, on the Wirral, or the countryside, or wherever it was, even just around our neighbourhoods. And we'd hear things, hear the, the wind in the trees, or hear birds singing, just the little sounds of a more still world. Perhaps you found yourself spending more time with family, hearing them more than you might otherwise, hearing them more than you thought you wanted to, perhaps. But hearing them and recognising you needed to listen, listen to their value and what was going on uh, with them. And perhaps you found yourself also listening to yourself a little more as the stillness of circumstances cut through the busyness of the everyday. Maybe you heard your own mind more, you heard your own heart more, and maybe for the first time in a long time you stopped to think, not just do. Maybe that was a bit of a testing thing, maybe painful even. Painful, and yet could it be the beginning of something good? Lots of stillness, lots of opportunity to listen, and all this because the world, your world, was forced into stillness by a silent killer. Hmm. Yet God is not silent. You see, God has spoken and he continues to speak. We know that God has spoken most perfectly for Jesus is the word of God sent by God the Father into this world to reveal God to us, his heart, his will, his ways, his salvation. You know, many of us who are gathered here online today, we, we've had this revelation, this revealing, we have seen his glory. We've heard the glory of his words of grace and of welcome, of invitation, when Jesus would say, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God speaks. God is not silent. Sometimes, me, us, you, we would do well to be silent, wouldn't we? Do you find yourself to be a conversational dive bomber? You're aware of things being said, perhaps. Uh, you're waiting on the opportunity to say what you want to say and irresistibly you, you bomb in with what you have to say. You just can't help yourself whether it's worth something or, or not. I find it hard to restrain myself sometimes with, with the kids. They try and test boundaries, of course they do, it's natural, and sometimes they try and test my patience as well. And, and when more patience is called for, when stillness and listening are called for, well, what do I do? I speak. Let's say I speak, please. We're not going to admit the possibility that I might yell. The temptation to add to, to say more, hmm, strong. But we would do well to be silent. We would do well to, to listen, to recognise that actually in this cultural moment, particularly when it seems that everybody has an opinion about everything, that actually to say, I don't know, or I'm learning, or what do you think, or how do you feel? These are the profoundly grace-filled statements that cut through noise very, very well. 
They can lead to transformational change in our lives and the lives of others, even lead to the prophetic wisdom and word of God coming into the moment, much better than just conversational filler. The book of James puts it like this in chapter 1 and verse 19. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. It's a pretty obvious link there, isn't there? Proverbs 17 and verse 28 adds this little tidbit for those who want to appear smarter than they are. Anybody? Yeah, that's me. I'd like to be smarter than I am. What does the proverb say? Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Sure, we'll have an intelligent moment or two. <laughs> Listening. Oh, dare we say it? Shutting up and listening, being still and listening. What do we listen to? Well, we listen to God. We listen to Jesus, the word made flesh, very evident, very intelligible, understandable. And we recognise also that the spirit of God has inspired the Bible, which is also the word of God. So it is our reliable guide to God's character, to his purposes, his will in this world, his plans for, for us as individuals and as a church. God speaks and God continues to speak through his word. Do you open it? Do you read it? Do you read it in community? He continues to speak through his word and he speaks through his spirit to us. What do we do? Not so much speaking, listening. We read, we study God's word to discover his will in the Bible. Listening involves paying careful attention and then acting on what you hear. Oftentimes as a church, we talk about the moment, don't we? Mark's gospel, chapter one, verse 15, thereabouts. And when Jesus comes in and he talks about the kingdom of God is at hand. Every possibility of what it is for Jesus, the good and perfect God to rule and reign in our lives and our world. Jesus said, it's here. So listen up. What do we do? Repent and believe. We allow for this process of active listening, discerning God's will, paying attention and allowing our heart to be changed, our direction of travel to be altered. God, you are welcome to speak change into our lives. And then we believe. Because God doesn't leave us in some absolute vacuum where there is nothing that we can do and nothing that we can move into. No, he says believe. We listen. We have to repent but we can believe, believe for everything that God has spoken through Jesus, his word, his spirit, all the possibilities. God speaks, we listen, and then, let's see. Good morning, Gateway Kids. It's wonderful to be with you again this morning and spend some time together. Hopefully you're enjoying some of the good weather that we're having because the summer holidays here and we plan some days out and to have lots of fun together. Now this morning we're thinking about listening to God and how important it is. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. There seems to be a lot noise happening there lots of conversations and you're not concentrating so time out stop sit listen you see God's given us two ears 
and one mouth and he doesn't want us to be distracted. He wants to speak into our lives. You see, at times it's easy to be distracted by the things that are around us. Sorry, that's my doorbell. One second. It was just the neighbour saying hello. So as I was saying, we can easily be distracted, can't we, by the things that are around us. But when was the last time we actually stopped and actually listened to what mm. God wants to say mm. to us? Sorry, mm. one second. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, can I give you a call back? I'm a little bit busy at the moment and we can arrange a time. Okay, speak to you soon. Bless you. Bye. So we easily get distracted, don't we, by our phones, by our laptops, by our consoles, by the television, different things. We can become really, really busy that we don't actually take time out to sit and to listen to what God wants to say within our lives. You know, it's like headphones, isn't it? You put on a pair of headphones you tune in to the music that you want to listen to, whether it's the latest worship song or a podcast or different things. And we can walk and walk and we can listen and not be distracted by the things that are around us. You see, God wants us to take time out. He wants to speak into our lives. Question for you. When was the last time you heard from God? What did he say? Do you take that time for me? It's walking and I walk and walk with Rosie, as many of you know, and just try and listen to what he's saying. You see, if we don't listen, we don't hear. We love to spend time, don't we, with our friends, with our with our families, getting to know them. My latest is playing virtual hide and seek with my niece. I've been under a bed. I've been in a cupboard. I've been in a bush. It's all about building relationships up with each other and it's just as important spending time with God taking time out going for a walk sitting in your bedroom and saying God speak to me because God has so many plans for our lives plans to prosper us and not to harm us plans to give us hope and a future so can I encourage you over these next few weeks is take time out as an individual, take time out as a family. Grow in your relationship with God and hear what he is saying to you. Take away the distractions and say, God, I'm listening, here I am. I'm listening to what you want to say to me and let us make a difference within our community, within our families and also with our friends by sharing the gospel because we've heard from Jesus. Have a great week and we'll see you soon. Bless you. As God's spirit makes God's word clear to us. We hear God as he moves us, as he compels us, as the Bible is read and taught and explained and processed together in community. God speaks to us as he um, draws us near to himself and, and he gives us special concern for situations, for what is going on in the world around us, the needs that we see, the people we meet. He gives us insight from his heart and his um, supernatural understanding, his transcendent understanding into the, the things that are happening around about us. 
moves us, compels us with his love into action. This is how we are hearing God. And, you know, as we consider the way in which we forefront the unchanging word of God in our church, we also want to affirm the fact that the spirit of God works in all believers so that we can all hear God speaking. We listen in community. Uh, we don't um, think ourselves to be the sole arbiters of the word of God and that there's nothing that anyone else can speak into our lives. No, far from it. You see, the church, our church, Gateway, is the community of the Holy Spirit. And God speaks to and he speaks through Christian community. So what might this look like? We're going to, again, um, just root ourselves in the book of Acts um, and these early church examples to us of what this might look like. And in Acts 13, um, I've noted here these first three verses of how it was that the Holy Spirit sent out people for the mission of God. And the Bible there says that there were in the church Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, there it is again, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. God speaking in community for the purposes of, of his mission and for the fulfilment of the call upon people's lives. All of it rooted in worship, in prayer and in fasting. And then God speaks in community. It's so important that we be people who are worshipping in community, fasting in community, praying in community, because the truth is we each have so many different competing voices clamouring for our attention, don't we? The voices of this world, the culture that we are swimming in, um, sometimes the negative voices of others wanting to grab hold of our attention for different reasons. Even though the voices of our own desires, which we would admit aren't always appropriate or pure or right before God. So we need to bring our understanding. We need to submit our understanding, what we believe to be true. And we need to submit our impressions, what we believe God to be saying, to the church community. And to submit them as a community under God. Prayer, worship, fasting, seeking him. We don't for a minute want to, to quench the Holy Spirit. So rather we practice what the Bible teaches. First Thessalonians 5 verses 19 and 20. Look at it for yourself. Uh, these things they teach us that, that we ought to test everything and hold fast what is good. If God speaks, grab a hold. Grab a hold. You know, what, what we're affirming to be good in community. Grab a hold and run with this. You know, here is the grace upon the grace upon the grace of God to us that in a world which would seek to confuse or corrupt with its babble of voices, the voice of God speaks life and hope. He speaks our renewal and our purpose. Now, again, we head um, with the early church into Acts. And let me just grab it here and read to you. Um, if you jump across to chapter 16, what we're going to see is how God, he speaks such grace, not only into our purpose, our commissioning, but into our guidance and into our comfort. And in Acts 16, reading from verse 6, we find this. 
and they, um, that is Paul, Timothy, Silas with him, they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Isn't it interesting? We're talking about listening. And actually, sometimes God says, would you just be quiet? You know, don't speak or don't speak there or don't speak that. Listen. And it continues. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Again, they're listening. They're listening. They're listening. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. It's the word of God in guidance, the word of God in uh, even in tough circumstances saying, yeah, go here, not there, say this, not that. You know, we need to be people who are listening to God in community so that we can speak appropriately. Again, Acts 19, I've noted it here, um, adds these words of comfort in the guidance of God. For there we find that he, that is Paul again, entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly. Probably not without pause, but you know, I don't, I don't even, I could manage three months straight. But he spoke boldly about the gospel, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way, that is the, the Christian way, before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul. Even in the face of opposition, the word of God speaks, speaks comfort, redirection. Don't just assume because you heard God once upon a time, you can just continue and all will be well. Sometimes we need redirecting, don't we? And then God does the extraordinary, extraordinary to those and through those who will listen. The question is, are you listening to God? How are you listening to him? And how are you listening to him in community? Look, if it's good enough for Paul and the early church, how about you? You got a better revelation? <laughs> not only I do. It's not only good enough for them, but proven to be the most effective and truly a, the life-giving way of knowing the mind of God and putting it into practice. Put simply, stop going it alone. It's nice, isn't it? Sat on our couches. Perhaps you're in your PJs, still eating your brekkie. I don't know. But it's not enough. Christian community. Don't go it alone. Stop pretending that listening to Pastor Greg once a week is plenty enough for you to know the will and the ways of God. Enough for you to have the courage and the grace to go in the will and the ways of God. It simply isn't enough. The Bible, remember, God speaks through it. It's clear. We need to be discerning the word of God in faithful and committed Christian community. We need to be learning the scriptures in community. They are God's words for all people in all places at all times. And if that weren't enough equipping joy, we can believe that God will speak today also. 
he will speak words for particular people in particular places at particular times. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear God? Then plug yourself into your transformed community and get listening. So we've been tracking through and considering how we listen to God in the stillness, uh, the primary listening of our lives, and, and how it is then we listen in community as the family of faith, believing that God will speak um, his word, um, eternal and in each moment um, through community. And, and lastly, we want to consider now how it is that we, how, how it is that we listen to those in our world, how it is that we listen uh, to what is going on in our world. You know, Jesus Christ described himself as being, um, as coming rather to seek and to save um, the lost. And, you know, if, if this is a primary for Christ, then it ought to be primary for us as well. You know, we, we can't seek people um, outside of their story. We can't seek them outside of who they are and, and what they believe and what they're listening to and what they want to say. We seek people where they're at. Um, we want to be good at listening to them. We want to talk about how we listen um, to each other and to those around us in our families, our streets, our workplaces, our schools and colleges. Well, why? Why listen? Well, we listen to people to express love for them. Listening is is loving. And to understand their stories, their hurts, their hopes, how they see the world, the culture that they inhabit and form. Uh, we recognise, don't we, as believers, that everybody is made in the image of God, that Jesus Christ loves and he dies for everybody. And he died for you, he died for me, he gave his life that we might have life. And because God has created everybody, and because he um, creates them with value and affirms that value in his sacrifice for them, so we ought also to see that value in others and seek to bring it out and draw it out and, and, and renew that in partnership with the Holy Spirit. This is why we listen. We listen because we want to learn from others. We want to value what is good. And we want, having listened to them, to be in a position to be able to challenge what isn't good. We listen so that we might better understand one another's stories and, and so that we might be better um, able and better positioned to present the gospel um, to those around us in a way that is relevant. Have you ever been in conversation with someone and it always feels like they're, they're looking over your shoulder as though they're looking towards the door to see if somebody more interesting or more important might come through? It's infuriating, isn't it? You know, to have that sense that somehow what you're saying might be not really very interesting or important. You know, even if it isn't interesting or important, I want you to listen. Uh, isn't it really irritating and, and, and somehow demeaning to your sense of self um, when you're in conversation with somebody and, and they're always trying to kind of get their word in and you find that you're being marginalised from the conversation? Come on. Don't we do that sometimes? We're kind of listening to people, but only so that we can find out what we can say next. Kind of listening, but so that we can, you know, interject our little, you know, wit and wisdom and our moments, our two cents. Always wanting to take control by talking and not so much wanting to give control. 
by listening. To allow somebody else to powerfully be in control, to be affirmed and valued by us closing this and opening these. Anyone ever told you, you're not listening to me? You know, we become really good, don't we, at, at gleaning the information that we think that we need without really ever valuing the person who's speaking. We assume that we know. We make our decisions, we form our opinions without really paying attention. I want to tell you that not only is this demeaning to a person's personhood, but it's not the way of the gospel. You want to see your community renewed, you want to see your family come to faith, you want to see the gospel of Jesus Christ's kingdom break forth in remarkable ways. You've got to start listening. I have to start listening. We need to go and and find ourselves in places where people are talking. Because there's very few people you can listen to in your living room. You know, unless your living room is a lot fuller than mine is. You know, as lockdown eases, we need to find ourselves more and more, as is appropriate, finding ourselves in places and spaces where we can listen to others. There's a profound story in the Bible. Again, we find it in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 10. Let me bring it in front of us. And it's a profound story of listening. The significant characters in the story of Peter, the apostle, the rock that God was building his church upon, and this incredible character called Cornelius, a centurion of the Roman Empire. And you know, he was a devout man, the Bible says at the beginning of Acts chapter 10. He was a man of prayer and of good works. You know, clearly a man who sought to, to bless, even though he didn't really um, know everything about the gospel yet for himself. And, and yet God, he hears him. Isn't it great to know that our God is a listening God? You know, he doesn't expect this of us independently. No, 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 it's part of who he is. And so this gracious listening God hears Cornelius and 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 in this vision an angel of God comes and speaks to him I tell you you'd listen if an angel came and uh, and stood in your front room and started chatting wouldn't you um and and so Cornelius listens and he's told send for this man this Simon who's called Peter he's going to come to you and, and something remarkable is going to happen and, and here is how the story unfolds. You see, the Bible says that the next day, Peter is, is praying. You know, he's seeking to listen to God and to talk and have conversation with God. To, not to be looking over God's shoulder to see if there's something else more interesting or important. No, to be in that place of, of communion, communion, communion and communicating with God and to listen uh, to his God. And God profoundly and powerfully begins to shape Peter, to change his mind, to change his heart in preparation that he might listen to Cornelius. And God says, hey, there's these three folks downstairs. Um, you need to invite them in and have a chat. And so um, he does. And, uh, and, and here's the wonder of it. Peter says um, to them, he says, I'm the one that you've been looking for. But then he, he asks them a question. He says, what is the reason for your coming? You see, we Christians, we think we know it all just because we've had a chat with God our Father. The invitation is to still speak with others and to listen to those who might be wanting to know about God. Don't just believe that you know it all because you've read a little bit of this or because you've had a few moments on, on your knees in prayer. You still have to listen to the people who are around and about you. Peter does. 
He invites them in to be his guests. They have this conversation. And the next day, they go together to the house of Cornelius. And, uh, you know, Cornelius is so blown over by this. He kind of has this moment where he thinks Peter might be some sort of supernatural being. Not so pretty ordinary, just like you and me. And yet they get into this conversation, this moment of listening one to another. And Peter listens to Cornelius's story. And then he begins to tell him something of his story of how God's been changing his mind, changing his heart so that the gospel might come to, even to a Roman centurion, the oppressing forces of the Roman Empire, even to these Gentile folks who are outside of what he'd experienced before. But God's been speaking to him. And so he listens to Cornelius and starts to tell him his story. Cornelius listens to him. And then there comes this moment where the whole household can hear the gospel. Verse 34, the Bible says that Peter opened his mouth. That means that it was shut for a while. Yeah, you only get to open your mouth if you've actually shut it in the first instance and started listening. But he opens his mouth. And he starts to tell them about the good news of new life in Jesus, that God shows no partiality. He loves everybody. He loves you and he wants you and he wants to welcome you, each and every one into his family. And while Peter was still saying these things, Cornelius in his house listening and the Holy Spirit comes upon all of them and they're filled with God's presence powerfully. Their lives are transformed. Miraculous things start to happen. And, and what do they say? God is here. He's welcoming these folks into his family. Let's baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's welcome them into the family. And it begins something remarkable that has repercussions, even to this day, even to you and to me. Um, you know, we're not Jewish folks, but we're welcomed into the family of Christ because of listening. Listening to God. Listening to one another. Listening to his call. You know, Peter could do it and this whole wondrous family was brought into the family of God. Who are you listening to? Last week our rhythm was around blessing, you know, knowing that we are blessed and so saying, okay, how can I be a blessing in word, action or by means of a gift? Um, three ways, uh, three times a week rather to those around about me. Okay, well, let's start to add in this rhythm of listening then. Listen to God. Who are you being sent to that you might be a blessing? Listen to them. How is God wanting you to be a blessing to the people around you? You know, it's simple stuff. It's not rocket science, but it's simple stuff with gospel intentionality. Come on, as we draw into a close in our worship now and celebrate God's goodness, why don't you pause for a minute you know, don't don't go off and start getting your lunch ready. You know, don't go off and say, oh, that's done and dusted. I'm going to get into the rest of the day. Come on, listen, listen. If you don't listen, nothing's going to happen. I can promise you that. If you do listen, oof. anybody want a bit of Acts 10 in their life? It's the promise of God. He's listening to you. Why can't we be people who listen to him? Come on, let's celebrate the, the wonder of God speaking into us. And please, God, as we listen, speaking through us into a world in need.